get rid of fuzzy balls. They're the best. Hello, Michelle. Margarita. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm Geordie Cron, you're Michelle Margarita. We've never seen, said our full names before. I know, because I thought we wanted anonymity. Oh, too late. <laughs> for all the for all the shit we say that no one can come after us. <laughs> we sue us, lawsuits. Oh, God. You know what? I'm a little bit worried about Ben Mendelsohn, my end, actually, I have to say. Oh, what have you done? Well, I'm just concerned that he may get wind of the fact that we mention him so frequently. He might think we're riding on his coattails. And I'm hoping that um, the ne- the next time we hear from Ben isn't his lawyer with a cease and desist order. Well, I thought you were going to say, I feel like Ben thinks we're going to, we are riding, we want to ride him <laughs> or something. Because it does sound like we're a little bit obsessed with it him. It does. <laughs> no, I don't have a crush on any actors at the moment. but No, me neither. I think he's great. I think Ben's great. He was good in The Outsider. That's the first time I'd seen him in anything for a long time. Well, look, are you saying he had a career long? (laughs) Michelle, this is why he gets mentioned. But we've decided, haven't we, between us, to revisit Ben Mendelsohn's back catalogue and reacquaint ourselves or even just acquaint ourselves with his work. Yes, it's true. And I'd like to watch Bloodline. That looks good. Well, I don't, I would have watched The Year My Voice Broke again. Well, I've never seen that, so I ought to see that. Are you joking? It's set in Brooklyn, where all our friends live. I know. Bloody hell. All no, three of them. to that. Yeah. We have three friends in Braidwood. <laughs> well, really, two. <laughs> two. The other one's hardly there. But, um, no, I think you need to watch that, and I think you need to watch that this Christmas. Okay. Because you made me watch Elf. Oh, right. And. I'm not quite sure I loved it. Oh, what a shame, Michelle. You just don't have the spirit of Christmas in you. Oh, I have no sense of humour. I'm the Grinch. But I said, let's just watch something light. Geordie's recommended Elf. And I said, let's watch a little Christmas movie because we have been getting into the Christmas spirit. Andreas loves Christmas, is obsessed with Christmas. Was he like Elf going, Santa! (laughs) No, he was there with his arms folded going. He didn't enjoy that one. No, he, I, I mean, he did enjoy it. He's not, like, heartless, but... Um, <laughs> Unlike yourself. Unlike <laughs> your good self. <laughs> my cold, frigid little bitch me. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, it wasn't It wasn't the best. I don't know. It was okay for a Christmas. Well, watch what I you say there, Michelle. There are a lot films. of people who really do like Elf. And I don't... I'm not into Christmas films at all. That's the only one that I'll watch. And I have given it a break over the last few years, I have to say. It does great after a while. I mean, Will Ferrell is... He's... He's good, you know, he's elfy, whatever, but elfy. Not the best. Elfy, he's a bit elfy. <laughs> Michelle's fantastic review of the film Elf. Will Ferrell, the lead actor, was very elfy in the role. <laughs> very good. Oh, Michelle, I've got something to say about last week's episode. The, so um, do I. Mandara I've got effect. a few apologies to make. And actually, I just need to look up on the internet because you said something and I actually don't have the answer to it. So please, go ahead. Well, is, it, is, it the conver- is it the story that my friend Simon told us about the Golden Gate Bridge attack of that woman who got thrown over the side? I didn't look to verify it, but guess what? Well, I looked. I could find fucking nothing about it. Well, let me tell you what happened in the interim. I spoke okay. to his girlfriend, who's also my friend Joe, who featured on the podcast previously. She was the girl that I travelled with years ago. And she said, oh, Simon... Your story, Geordie's talked about your story on the podcast. And he said, I didn't tell her that story. 
<laughs> False memories. Miss she was there when he told me, but he was convinced <laughs> somebody else had told me that story. She said, he said, I think somebody else has told her that story. It wasn't me. <laughs> really? Yes. So he's saying he's got no memory of it. Within a week of telling me. It's only two weeks ago I spoke to him. Oh, bloody hell. So, I know. But Joe remembers. Yeah, she was there. She remembers. <laughs> I, oh, don't, okay. I don't have an answer as to why. It's just fallen out of his ears, I guess. Okay. He's got bigger bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's that. Well, I got a text message from Jen. Oh, whoops. What, what have we said? Well, oh. but the text message, there was no zippet emojis, no emojis on this one. It just said, apology, please. <laughs> oh, I shit. Like, I know right. why. Demanding. And she said, I'm into Lucifer, not Luther. Oh. And I got the TV. <laughs> I got the TV show wrong. You thought it was going to be because you said about social services. Yes. And she, she just jumps right over all of that, doesn't give a shit. So she doesn't mind that we've insinuated that she's chain smoking, leaving four children chained to a Betamax <laughs> video playing Chainsaw Texas Horror Murders while she's down at the bingo all day and all night. Oh, Jen, no. I love you. No, she cares that we that we said she likes Luther when really it's Lucifer. And I actually think I have not watched either, but I think Lucifer might be a bit shit. But anyway, I because you said Luther is quite dark. I need to watch Luther that too. Luther is dark. Yeah. Dark and also so, uh, Idris Elba is very sexy and very watchable. Yes, of course. Can't take his, take your eyes off those pets. No. But no, all right. So apology, Jen. Um, Sorry, Jen. Yes. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> and then also I thought maybe a small apology uh, to my friend Pete, who was listening to the Exorcist episode in the car uh, with his young son, where we are drawing. Well, the language is word. bad. We, <laughs> we excuse are, me. We are cunting you. all over. I'm cunting all over the place. <laughs> I've had a couple of people complaining about your language in that episode, but they also understood that you were just verbatim repeating what was said in the actual film. So that's fair enough. And I'm sure oh Pete's kids God. get to hear worse than that, right? Well, I don't know about that. They're not nice outstanding citizens. The child? I lost track of all He's older than my children, children and my children watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I said to my sister, oh, yeah. Pete said he would listen to that episode and she, she was telling me, I told you about this before, she had said her eldest daughter had come up to her, her and said, Mummy, what does the C word mean? And she said, it means cute. And uh, <laughs> she said, no, it doesn't. It means ugly vagina. Oh. And, and Steph was like, well, no, Hang I on. think it just means vagina. And then the little one pipes in and says, I know when you say that word, you only say it when you're talking about murderers and ex-boyfriends. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I don't know what, what the they've conversations been conversations that to. go on in, in her house. Oh, my goodness. Listen, kids. when she said C word, mummy, she actually said the whole word, didn't she? The C-U-N-T. Because how, how could your sister try and say that, oh, C stands for cute or that the C-U-N-T word means cute? Oh, I don't Cause know. Because otherwise you're going to be using it in the most inappropriate ways. Okay, TBC. And now, actually, um, there was another, someone had mentioned they were laughing about uh, Jim Curry in the last <laughs> episode. <laughs> Jimmy Curry or Jimmy Curry? Jimmy Curry. I'm pretty sure we didn't say curry. Well, I'm sure he's not Jim Vinterloo, but anyway, sorry <laughs> to anyone who thought we were saying 
Jim Curry. We didn't say curry. I think I said Jimmy Carry. <laughs> and then um, I think you said Electric Dreams was Judd Nelson. Oh, this he's is not. What I just, he's so not. not. Yeah, I got it's that. I meant Nelson to say. I have to say, it's that extremely famous actor who's had a massive career called Lenny Von Dolan. <laughs> Who the hell? <laughs> you know, I feel like I saw Electric Dreams. The reason why I thought, I know now, the reason why I thought it was Judd Nelson is because do you remember he had that floppy hair that was all on one side of his face, that dark floppy hair? Yes. And who sang the title song of Electric Dreams? He'll always be together wherever It's Giorgio Moroder. Sung by... Phil Oakey of the Human League. Oh and he God, used to have that hair. He looks like Judd Nelson. Oh, right? Okay, Doesn't okay. It? That's, yeah, no, he does. He does. He does. Okay, that's where that is. Um, let's see. I've got a couple of others here. Um, Mandela Effect. Yes. So you said Fiona Brooks. I am not sure because all over the internet, her name is, is all different. Oh. It's Fiona Broom. Fiona Bloom, Fiona Brooks. I said know. I thought I said Fiona Broom because I'm pretty sure I wrote it down as Fiona Broom. Don't know. Anyway, whatever. It's it could be any of those things. Well, she and... she discovered it. She can get lost in it. Yeah, <laughs> her name can be forgotten <laughs> as a result of what she discovered. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's it for my apology. Okay. Oh, well, hang done on, for hang on, hang on. Those. Well, you did say what, what was now? that? What was the thingy Cox, the scientist? What's his Brian name? Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Professor. Brian Cox. Yes. Well, you did, you did say this enormous room he has to have a skateboard with all that 27 metres big room. I think you meant kilometres. Yeah. I, so, I, I do get numbers mixed up and sizes and weights and things. I get everything mixed up. I won't oh, worry about it. Yeah. What an idiot. Anyway. Anyway. What are we talking about today, Michelle? So this topic, I actually feel like I have to start this by saying I'm not an expert in this topic. I don't really know the ins and outs of this topic. I just love it. And I will do my best to answer any questions you have about this, Jordi. Okay. But, uh, just, yeah, disclaimer, not an expert. But today we are talking about the law of attraction. So you're not an expert, but you are no. a fan I'm a believer. I'm a okay. believer. Yeah. I really believe that it is one of the most powerful things we can do to improve our lives. And the idea of it sounds so simple, but it is fucking hard to do because I'll just give you a little quick definition. I mean, I guess on the simplest um, level, the law of attraction is like attracts like. Mm -hmm. So if you are happy then you're attracting happy things, happy people, happy situations, happy circumstances to you. If you're fucking miserable, that's what you get. You get more yeah. of what you think about. I totally believe and adhere to those to that philosophy. They call it LOA. Um, a law What's that? Law of attraction. So oh. I actually, yeah, do you know what? It's like, it's funny. I listened to this weird little. That's just made me annoyed. Well, but it's an American thing. It's LOA. Because there's this little podcast I listen to. It's called Manifest It Now. It's these two little like American lesbians and they're super positive. It's like, go be awesome. That's their little oh. mantra. And they say it like that. And everything is like, hey, hey, LOA coaches. Oh. 
And oh. but do you know what? If you can get past the like weird Americanness of it, I quite I quite okay. like these little girls. But it does take some getting used to. But yeah, okay. they call it LOA. So um, yeah, basically, law of attraction. It is. It, it it is powerful, and I think maybe by default you kind of believe in this because it makes sense, and we've all experienced it in our lives where if you're feeling shit, suddenly everything goes more shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I woke up in the wrong side of the bed and then, oh, my toast got burnt and then I was late for work and then this, like, dude at work said this and I got annoyed and like, it just compounds, it compounds. But when you're feeling happy, it's the opposite. So you're feeling happy and then you're more in love and then, oh, my God, this great thing happened. And, mm-hmm. and so I think there is, on a very, very, very basic level, it makes sense. But we all have our down days. And I would like to just say that it is okay to be not always happy. You know, I'm a very positive person. People know that about me. I'm bubbly. I'm sunshine in a, in a bottle and all that kind of thing that people say about me. <laughs> but I have my, oh, this is my husband. I have my dark days and it's okay. I mean, it's taken me years and years to realize it's all right to be down. You can, you can have that emotion too. It's part of what makes you function as a human being. If you have one day when you just can't get out of bed feeling good or you're just feeling really miserable, then that's all right. If you're feeling sad and you want to cry all the time at the drop of a hat, go for it, you know? It's just You've got to go with the flow with emotions, I believe. Yes, I think so too. But one of... Because obviously you're not even going to be able to understand and appreciate the highs if you don't understand what the lows are. Exactly. So, you know, you have... You have to experience these things. But I do think that when it comes to law of attraction, you've got to be aware of your emotions. You've got to be aware of your thoughts and you've got to be mm. aware of the vibration that it's putting out into the world. And and those three things are super key to what the law of attraction is all about. But I, I think I'm okay when it comes to law of attraction. I don't actively practice the law of attraction because everybody remembers the secret when it came out what's that lady's name the aussie lady ronda ronda Rhonda. Rhonda Byrne. yes that video that she's put out i mean i couldn't get through it and to be honest i couldn't get through the book either what video Did... there's a video of her walking through the streets talking like this and and it's basically about the book it's like a, the a, new it's one, an the old one the original the secret that came out in early 2000s right uh, yeah it came out in 2004 um okay so because she's just released a new movie with um katie holmes in it the secret oh. dare to dream oh yeah and katie holmes <laughs> is starring in it and i mean i i don't think i can bear to watch it even though i like absolutely love you know the the whole idea of law of attraction now that you've brought up the secret it it's true and Actually, I think it came out in 2006. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, it, it's Australian. And this woman, Rhonda Byrne, and Rhonda, Rhonda, love, love that name. I think that's when most people became aware of this idea of the law of attraction. And it's a film kind of slash documentary. And I remember it. I mean, you obviously remember it too. Yeah. And in some ways, a complete opposite of, of its name. Because as soon as it came out, this film was massive. It was not a secret film this film was fucking huge and certainly you know everyone I knew was talking about it and like you said it's written by this Australian woman um she's from Melbourne and she's now 75 but apparently also she says she's 69 so who knows 
But anyway, <laughs> the story goes that after her father died in 2004, she was um, on the kind of on the verge of a, of a mental breakdown. And her daughter gave her this book that was called The Science of Getting Rich. And this book, I've done a little bit of research. I actually ordered it, but it hasn't come because, um, you know, it's Christmas time and deliveries and mm. pandemic, whatever. So, but it was written more than a hundred years ago by this guy called Wallace D. Wattles. And, and she talks about this in the film. And look, I haven't seen this film. I probably should have rewatched it before we did this podcast. Um, but I remember it was super cheese ball and really kind of like low budget, dodgy graphics, all this kind of stuff. And these like wild experts in the fields of, you know, um, metaphysics and all this kind of stuff and wellness, whatever. I was really moved by that film all those years ago. Oh, Were you really? not? It really no. spoke to me, this film. I still have the book by my bed and next to Jonathan Kainer's, um <laughs> book, which is <laughs> called, um, what's it Your called? Su- Cosmic Ordering. Oh, I, oh, yeah. It's like yeah? where you like put a little order into the universe. Like, like, I want a Mercedes Benz for Christmas and it magically appears. But there are, there's of, bits, but that's that, like there's more that you need to do. Yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, Cosmic Ordering. Chicken and fries. It's like you place a little order, chicken and fries. Do you remember chicken oh. gourmet <laughs> in Civic? <laughs> they were always had. I do remember they... the chips and gravy after a night at the at the clubbing at the Manhattan. God, yeah, those chips with gravy were good. But yeah, they always have chicken and fries. Anyway, that's what I always think of when I think of cosmic ordering. I don't even know why I think of chicken gourmet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, look, so Rhonda Byrne, she. She was just this, okay, to be fair, she was a TV producer and I, I looked her up because I thought, okay, so she was an Aussie TV producer. What the hell did she do? So she did famous. Flying Doctors. No. The I, episode of Country Practice that Ben Mendelsohn guest starred on. <laughs> <laughs> he probably never did. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> Neighbours. Um, no, look, she did, she did shit like Oz Encounters, UFOs in Australia, 1997. I would actually quite like to watch that. So yeah. if anybody has a copy of that on Betamax, um, please transfer it and <laughs> send it over. She did. Did you keep Jen's old Betamax? Oh God, Jen's probably got it somewhere. She's probably got it like hidden, hidden under all the her, like five dozen ice cream Bad makers. Packets. She's got. Oh, <laughs> Mum's a gadget. Jen's a. She loves a gadget. She's got clothes <laughs> folding gadgets. She's got ten ice cream makers. Anyway, she's getting rid of it all now. But. A knitting machine. Oh, she did have one of those and an yeah. overlocker. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Rhonda Byrne did UFOs in Australia, Oz Encounters, um, Sensing Murder, Easy Street, two thousand and three. What? Loves me, loves me not. These are all the things that she produced. Um, okay. Then she did that uh, world's greatest commercials. So she's. I'm not sure Rhonda was a high quality TV producer. She, I used to love those shows. Oh, the kind of uh, list programs of the best commercials yeah. from when you were little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. So I'm not trying to slam her career, but it wasn't like she was, you know, into like wellness and. You know, alternative. I mean, she might have been, but her her She's probably into making money. Well, funny you say that because I looked also. I looked her up. How much she's worth? You said you bought her book. So did I. Um, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people did because she's made more. Well, she sold more than thirty million copies of her books. Yeah, thirty million. Like that's fucking wow. massive. And apparently, she is worth more than a hundred million. Oh, that's not nothing. 
So I That's something. that is something. So you know, she's definitely made made money off this. Is that perhaps why she's bringing out the sequel? Well, maybe she's yeah had a little dip in her finances because actually back in two thousand and eight when the movie had been around for a couple of years. She was slammed with all these lawsuits from, and and it was one from the director who said that he had basically um, done the whole movie and he sued her for three hundred forty million. He lost, but I just thought, God, that's really interesting. Like, what has she put out there to attract all these lawsuits? Mm. You know, like, <laughs> because this is a whole thing. Like, you get what you attract. So, what was she putting out there? Perhaps she was a little underhand in some of her practices whilst putting the book or the movie together. And, you know, like in the same way that law of attraction is an unspoken or unseen law that people tend to, that, that people wish to live by, perhaps also the, the law of karma was at play in that particular instance. I think. Or are they intertwined? You know, maybe she's, she, trod on some toes perhaps she plagiarized here and there look I think you're absolutely onto something there because when I dug a little deeper into this um it there she apparently did not conduct herself with integrity in the beginning of this uh, or like when she was doing the film and I actually read an article about how law of attraction yeah you can attract attract but you have to have integrity with it because it's really powerful and if you're not be, you know putting putting your desires out there with integrity then it's going to go bad for you and of course you know law of attraction it doesn't matter if you're asking for positive things if you're asking for you know maserati or you want a new husband if you're also putting bad bad karma out there bad vibes you're going to get that back in abundance mm. as well so i think she had a bit of that and also um there is a woman called Esther Hicks and she was involved in the very first cut of, of The Secret and she was oh. edited out. She oh. is not in the more than the first version because, and I think there's something dodgy and I did do a little bit of research into this too, because Esther Hicks is, um, she she's very famous for, uh, her ideas and we'll go into her a little bit more because mm -hmm. I'm obsessed well I thought with I her. didn't realize that they were intertwined and I have heard a bit about Esther Hicks as well yeah but before you move on to your next point can I just quickly say in addition to what you were just saying yeah we went from you know law of attraction to karma I'd also like to say that talking about giving out with good intention also sounds like witchcraft you know, modern okay. witches who might cast a spell will always say it's it har it has to harm none. Even Crowley, who we covered in the very first episode, would do his rituals and spells and always would say it must harm none because otherwise it will come back on you. Yeah, I can see that that is all part of the the same. You have to have a pure heart and good intention. Yeah, yeah, and the same concept. I mean, before I before I kind of move on to Esther, going back to her involvement in the secret. Um, apparently she she was really integral to the whole first cut of that film and because um, when The Secret was produced it was meant to just be a, like a TV telemovie thing on Australian TV only and uh. then Rhonda Byrne realised like fuck I'm on to something like this is going to be huge and they put 
this big, massive like marketing machine behind it. And of course, it was worldwide phenomena. The contract she had with Esther and Jerry Hicks, Jerry is Esther's husband. Her husband. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't cover all of this worldwide distribution and all this stuff. And apparently she was sort of trying to strong arm Esther Hicks and say, listen, you either have to sign over your intellectual property rights on this or else you're getting cut out of it. And Esther Hicks is like, yep, all right, sure, cut me out. Because, oh. and there was a quote actually um, somewhere that it, I, I, I don't know it verbatim, but it said something like, you know, when when somebody tries to strong arm you to do something um, and gives you an ultimatum of it's this way or no way, just mm-hmm. just pull out, take the path of, of yeah, res- resistance. And this yeah. is actually part of... Um, the Abraham Hicks philosophy is path of least resistance. But anyway. Now, Abraham is not her husband because her husband is Jerry. That is right. You know, I've got a friend who's really into um, Esther Hicks and Abraham. Okay. She's been telling me about it since last year. And I'll tell you about what it's Nina who has the healing hands. She's told me some interesting stuff, but I want to hear more about Esther Hicks first because I didn't do any of my own research. I only spoke to her and I want to hear what you can tell me about her. Okay, well, look, I I didn't even know about Esther Hicks until really recently, like in the last six months. And it was because a friend of mine, she just kind of gone through this messy breakup. I say breakup, but it was more like they were together. She was in love with him. He wasn't in love with her and she was heartbroken. It was a really, really sad tale and she was like gutted. And I said to her, oh, you know, recently I'd been through this weird thing um, with some people and and I said I I was really quite low about it and I thought fuck it like I've got to start stop listening to murder podcasts and I've got to start listening to something positive I've got to fill my brain with with positive stuff and so I don't know why because I haven't thought about law of attraction or manifesting or any of this stuff for years just just off my radar and then I just had this thought I'm gonna go through like Apple iTunes and um, podcasts and see if I can find something on law of attraction and manifesting. And that's when I found those two little like lesbians and started listening to it. And so when my friend said, oh, I, yeah, I'm feeling really low. I said, listen, get yourself in a positive frame of mind. I'm listening to these um, LOA like lesbians, like have a listen to it. Manifest it now is the podcast. And she was like, oh, well, you know, I actually listened to Esther Hicks. And I was like, who the hell's Esther Hicks? And she's like, oh, well, actually, it's Abraham. And she said, listen, it's it sounds a bit crazy. It's a bit weird. Esther Hicks is this woman who channels these spirits called Abraham. And she's like, but just don't don't think about that weird side of it. Just, just find this podcast and, and listen to Esther Hicks. And I did. And it was weird because I was trying to, like, pump her up. And she's the one giving me advice here. So I'd, I kind of forgot the name and then I sort of was like, oh, it's Hicks, Hicks. And I looked it up and I started listening. And I have to say, for me, the message and the things that Esther Hicks was saying, and really it's Abraham, was so profound. I really, from the minute I started listening, I connected to what that she was saying in a way that just it felt so true and it felt so right. I, and I'm, I'm hooked. I listen to it all the time. I've never heard anything that she says that has felt a bit off. Everything for me just 
really clicks into place. And I I want to I did write down something about what is Abraham here. Here we go. Uh, on the Abraham Hicks website, it says Abraham has described themselves. And the language already tells you, like, it's this group. And it says a group mm. consci- consciousness from the non-physical dimension. It's it's all about this source energy as well. And source energy is whatever you want to call it. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it the source. Basically, it's whenever you feel moments of great love or exhilaration or just pure joy or bliss – this is like energy flow rushing through your body and this is the energy of source, this source energy. And basically Abraham is infinite intelligence and they, and she just sort of is the conduit. It's channeling, I guess, in some ways, but Esther Hicks is the conduit for Abraham. And when you hear her on the podcast, she says things like, you know, if we were in your physical shoes, we would do this. She never says I, it's always we, because she is speaking as Abraham. And I know it sounds weird and you kind of have to get like over your your feeling of like, what the fuck is this? Because it is weird. But once you put that to one side and just focus on what she's saying, it's, I mean, for me, I, I, it's life-changing do you wonder michelle you know what nina said exactly the same thing and i want to tell you her story in a minute but do you wonder michelle as because i'm an outsider i also believe in positive attracts positive you know that's just the way i conduct my life you know that i'm in a cult called the action for happiness group that i did a course in you know yeah. don't have to pay money and that is about think basically fake it till you make it thinking of you know having a gratitude journal and thanking the world around you and being positive and reframing which is my favorite thing of all you know if you're in a car and somebody overtakes you on a motorway and they're driving really ridiculously instead of getting really angry and saying yeah fucking dickhead instead think oh that poor man he is rushing his wife to the hospital she's in the back seat and she's giving birth you know try and reframe it but what you just said we did a, an an uh, episode about Keith Ranieri a few weeks ago. Do you wonder that those people probably felt the same way when they heard Keith Ranieri speak? What you're just saying to me now sounds like somebody. Sounds culty. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I said to Nina too, because she was the one who said, oh, I can't ever imagine feeling, like, getting my cauterizing pen out and drawing someone's initials in my groin. I mean, I mean, look, I know because I sound so fucking into it and I am, but it's not something that overtakes my life. There's this uh, podcast, it's actually called, I think, Abraham Hicks New or something. I don't know. I'll put a link in the show notes. I just put it on while I'm washing up or brushing my teeth or whatever. And it's just sort of in the background. And it just reminds me to stay positive and to think about what I do want and focus on what I do want and not think about the absence of what I don't want, mm. this negativity. I know that the way I just described it sounds really, yeah, like I'm a zealot, but I guess I just want to get across more the idea that, okay, well, Nixium, and it does have this idea of, you know, spiritual growth and all that stuff behind it. She's not, like Esther and Abraham are not asking you to physically do anything for someone else. You are not 
doing, you're not giving money to a cause. You are not told to be a master and slave. You are not told you have to brand yourself with a cauterizing pen. You are not even told you have to turn up and do something or listen to this. What or pay Abraham money. Is, or pay money. There is nothing like that in this. This is this is not culty. What it is is Abraham is saying, if you want the things in your life that are important to you, you have to put yourself into a vibration of being able to receive. And when you are able to receive, and she calls it the receptive mode, when you're in this receptive mode, then that is basically when you're happy. And being happy, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's no, basically it's a good thing. It's what, basically everybody, what wants everybody strives for. At all for the times, exactly. And this is, this is the key message. Every choice you make in life, it's where's the joy? What's going to make me happy? Focus on the happiness. Focus on the good things. It's not, Esther Hicks is not about fake it till you make it in a way because she's like, I'm not telling you to be, to be happy in some shit situation. She's like, that's, that's awful. She's like, I'm telling you to do the things that make you happy. And if you're doing something that's not making you happy, find the bit of what's not making you happy that, that you actually don't mind doing or that you like and focus on that and you will change your vibration to attract more of what you want. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense to me. Of course it does. It's something that I've been um, interest in, interested in for many years. I think it's amazing. But this Abraham is slightly different to the message of the to secret. To Keith Ranieri, I bloody hope so. Well, no, not yeah, only to Keith Ranieri, but also to the message of the, of the secret or even Jonathan Kainer's um, cosmic ordering. Because it is the way that Nina described it to me was that it is... Well, look, I, I am aware that there's a difference between the secret and, the, and, and Abraham Hicks. And that's why they've split. That's why they part ways. Because they, you know, the secret... They expound this idea of um, uh, ask, believe, receive, mm. gratitude. Now, Abraham Hicks is all about appreciation and they are two very different things coming from two very different places. Right. When you're fe feeling grateful, then you're putting yourself in a subservient position. When you're appreciating, then you're, you're putting yourself into a po more positive position framework of of appreciation rather than being grateful so what nina says i remember it now is that this abraham that we are all part of a universal energy and we are all part of this and earth is not the only planet or the only universe and all of these creatures these living beings these sentient whatever thoughtful beings us, us humans um no we're not humans we have chosen to be human at this moment we have chosen to be human yes. and we've chosen to be here at this moment this is what yes. esther hicks is is telling this is her, her the background of abraham and the yes. voices okay so she's tapped into the actual she's realized this is what we are and it is a bit it is a bit out there to say that, I think. Yeah. And it could be quite divisive if she's telling this fantastic message about being on the right vibration and everything. But um, so anyway, Nina said that she found it, she, basically she found it through Wim Hof, you know, the Wim Hof breathing method. Yeah. There's, there's this guy who is a... Is this the one where you have to do like... <laughs> lots of breathing, yeah. He was yeah, able yeah. to do a marathon across ice. He's been submerged in icy water and he's done it all through just breathing and meditation 
Um, another okay. thing that Nina said was that she felt the whole Esther Hicks thing, the source thing, was very much yogic to her. It's like getting yourself into another mindset where you are able to re to um, empty your mind, basically emptying your mind. She does that as well. So it's all connected for her. She found the source or Esther Hicks, Abraham, through Wim Hof, Wim Hof, or whatever yep. his name is. Yeah, he was able to swim under ice. That's what he could do. A combination of breath and meditation. One thing led to another. She found Esther Hicks going on a rampage. Have yes, you heard about pages. that? Yeah, right. So she listened to a rampage, but then suddenly she—it she, sounds like an evangelist preacher to me, like talking in tongues. Mm -hmm. But she, Nina, is really down to earth kind of person. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't meet anyone more kind of down to earth. But she said that she was transfixed by the words, and even though she was hearing it, it didn't make didn't mean anything to her. And she was sitting there listening to these words, transfixed. After ten minutes of this, she felt amazing energized and brimming with positivity and then she discovered okay. that it led into her gift because you know she's got a gift that she gives to yeah. people and you said you'd like to I have a to go on you, that Nina. yeah i need to meet nina <laughs> and she just listen she discovered that when she was a child she was able to calm animals down that's how she discovered she had this thing right and eventually um as she got older and she used to love partying she'd meet people at parties and she'd get this tingling in her hands and she'd want to put her hands on them but obviously she thought it was a bit weird so she wouldn't but one day at a party she would you know obviously she was feeling in a comfortable environment and there's this bloke there who had a lot of issues he worked for his father's coal coal business like humping coal all around, around all day he'd been to see osteopaths and physiotherapists and all sorts of things nina said can i put my hands on you and she doesn't even remember where her hands went she just felt this thing that's like she's breathing something in and it's pouring out of her hands. Her hands went all over the place, not fast, I don't think, because when I when she's done it to me, it's not fast. Who knows what happened? She doesn't remember. It was a long time ago. And afterwards, um, he came back to her a few weeks later and said that no one was able to help him in the way that, that she had. So since then, she kind of realized, and she's been honing it ever since, and it's been mm -hmm. a while, she'll feel it when she's in the supermarket. A man will, will pass her in the supermarket over the fish fingers, and she'll be wanting to stick her hands on him. But she realizes, <laughs> and also she'll hear, she'll hear things like, you need, like, she'll say, you need me. She'll feel that. You need me. That's what she did to my friend Yannika. Like, she yeah. just met her that day. I think they'd met previously just casually, but we we're all hanging around together one day. And then suddenly Nina just went, I need to put my hands on you. Do you mind? And luckily, Yannika was receptive to it. Well, look, a lot of things that Nina has told you about Abraham, absolutely exactly the same way I feel. And, you know, she brings up this idea of being yogic and meditation and clearing your mind. It is about clearing your mind because when you clear your mind, uh, you allow yourself to change your set point. Now, Abraham Hicks has this idea that you can change your vibration every day. Like every day when you wake up is a new opportunity for you to get on what they call the high-flying disc. So the high-flying disc is um, your your vibration for that day so you can be on the depression disc you can be on the appreciation disc you can be on the frustration disc you can be on the revenge disc but you can be on the high flying disc and that's the aim like everybody wants to be on the high flying disc and so i think it, it, there are all these discs that you can be on but you choose it you choose the disc you want to be on but once you're on one for that day, law of attraction makes it easy to stay on that disc, right? So it's because how you feel. 
And so if you're on the depression disc, you're going to get more of it. You're going to get all these like depressed people coming around you and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm really low as well. And they're going to tell you and then you're on that disc. That's what you're attracting more and more and more of it. Every morning when you wake up, you have an opportunity to change your like what disc you're going to be on that day. You've got 17 seconds from when you wake up. So when you wake up, you are in the receptive mode and your mind is clear. And she says the best thing to do is to just lie in bed and have thoughts of appreciation, right? So you are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate this beautiful warm bed I'm in. Oh, I really appreciate like beautiful little Andreas next to me. Oh, I'm so lucky. Oh, I appreciate that I wake up. I'm not dead. You know, I appreciate that whatever it is, I'm healthy. I appreciate my family. I appreciate my sister. I appreciate the birds singing outside. You get yourself into this feeling of just appreciating everything that's good around you because there is. Everyone has something to appreciate, whatever whatever situation you're in. And then she says, get up. Don't talk to anyone. Get up out of the bed quietly go sit yourself down in a corner on the lavatory close your on the lap not on the lap (laughs) and well first thing in the morning surely that's what you need to do like yeah yeah she said you can you can you can go go to the toilet make yourself some breakfast but make sure you've got quiet time I mean do what you have to do and then sit yourself down for 10 minutes and just clear your mind it's like meditation but it's not it's more about quieting your mind and preparing yourself for to and get yourself on the vibration for your day ahead. And she says if you can do this for 30 days in a row, you will change your fucking life for the better. And I haven't been able to do it. That message is exactly the same as the action for happiness uh, oh, well, timetable. It's exactly you know the what? same. They've just they've just got Esther Hicks's Thing and put it into their own words without all the probably all the something that's less or, divisive exactly so if you're not a spiritual yeah, without person the Abraham yeah kind of thing yeah. no and also, it makes sense though but for a human being a person who has a lot of outside stresses whether it's financial family work home you know other things that are going on in their lives health all of those things because the people who would go to these groups michelle they you know they had problems i was sitting in a group of 30 odd people and all of them had different issues and had come there from different walks of life and different backgrounds so you know it was very helpful to those people it's a free service you turn up they give you this it's i think i can't remember how many weeks we did it but it was once a week of an evening Mm -hmm. and every week we focus on a different key there's 10 keys to happiness so maybe it was 10 weeks we did a different key each week um and it's it's very similar so it is about getting a daily mindfulness practice practice in it is about having a gratitude journal it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning it can be last thing at night whenever Mm -hmm. you can fit it into your time frame that's when you have to do it and it's about turning your whole mentality around like why does this shit always happen to me instead of that you've got to turn that kind of language around speak to yourself like you would a good friend you know and that is very accessible and perhaps it does come from esther hicks because i think if she told people that we're all part of one um what nina calls it is the what does she call it universal spirit is what she calls it rather than the source because she thinks that some of the language is a little bit probably uh putting people off a little bit and she and she likes to language, call it what she likes to call it and that's fair enough 
it, it doesn't matter what you call it. And I do understand that Esther Hicks is not for everyone because these rampages, basically what they are. Who wants to hear a rampage? That sounds like me I do. walking up and no, down no, no, the no, no, streets no. outside my daughter's <laughs> school where they keep parking very inconsiderately. Do you know what? Rampage does sound negative, but it's not. When you hear Esther Hicks on a rampage, it's fucking inspiring. You know, she is there, say, and, and, and I don't know how she speak so eloquently because I can't even get my fucking words out on these on this podcast I'm like meh, meh, meh. but she is there just with these ideas that just flow through her and I find it really inspiring and these rampages are like stream of consciousness but they are coherent and they are connected and it's it's really interesting I I love the rampages you can't listen to to it all the time but the interesting thing about Esther Hicks, and especially if you go to the podcast, if you're interested to listen to it, she does seminars. And so the the podcast is people, people getting up and asking questions to Abraham. And so you have these real life applications of how you can apply what she says. Now, the vortex is actually really interesting because you have, everyone has a vortex and it's full. You have so much in your vortex that in your lifetime, you could never get everything, all the good stuff that's in your vortex. You've got so much in there. But basically, it, it's the vibrational version of every single thing that you want. And and you were talking about this source energy and and how Abraham says that there are, you know, different versions of us. And yeah, that's true. This is what Abraham says, is that... Before we were in our physical bodies, we were source energy. The larger part of us, even being in this body, is source energy. And that for every thought that you feel and think and every word you speak, there's another version of you speaking about the same subject, but it's from the perspective of the source version of yourself. So No, I am getting confused. So what they're saying is like... So you're saying, I fucking hate that guy. What a dick. Source version of you loves that guy. Because source version of you loves everyone. Source version of you is the highest vibrational version of yourself. Oh. And this is what we are aiming for. How does the source version of me feel about that one guy who is really abusive that parks right outside the school so no one, you know, can get up or down it and it's really dangerous and he could run over my dog or my child at any point. <laughs> How does my source version really feel about him? I think he's appalling. Yeah, your source version of you is like, yeah, that guy's in, on his own path. Don't care. He His journey doesn't affect me. Okay. I love that guy. I would love to get to the that point guy where I don't reminds care. Me, that, that guy reminds me that, yeah, I just have to have to let my shit go. Right. I'm, he's not going to bring me down. And and look, I'm not an expert, and Esther Hicks and Abraham would have a different, probably ver- like idea of of why Source U loves everyone, but it's also unconditional. It's it is really complex. On one level, what Abraham says is super simple. It's do what makes you happy, make choices for happiness and joy in your life at all times. You know, if you're thinking, because you've chosen to be here. You have chosen to be here. You That's have the message chosen to from be her, on, right? Yeah, then. you have chosen to be on this planet and in this physical body because generally you wanted to have a no, another go at having a great life. But you, it's all about understanding that you choose your response 
to everything. Just say uh, I'm, I'm about to go make my breakfast and I'm cooking an egg and I get it on the spatula and it falls onto the floor. I can choose to go, fuck, that's fucking annoying. I'm so annoyed. That's my breakfast on the floor. Or I could choose to be like, okay, guess I wasn't meant to eat that egg. Try another one. And you keep your happiness, you keep your, I mean, that's a really stupid example. No, I think that's a really good example because the Michelle I know would react like that. So it's a good job that you are reframing and changing it. Now, I think that with age, you do tend to become a bit more easy breezy about things. I know I have, despite the fact that, you know, my moods have gone up and down recently. Mm -hmm. Definitely much calmer about things that go wrong. Sometimes I'm not. And if I'm not, I'm not going to beat myself up about that either. And I think wherever you get the message, which is, you know, to be more, you know, less hard on yourself for a start, that's the main message, isn't it? Be good to yourself. Be happy. You do deserve good things to happen to to you. And if things aren't working out, then you've just got to try and remain happy with your lot as well and not care. That's different to Abraham. Abraham's saying don't be happy with your lot. Don't you be deserve happy. more. You, it's it's like don't just be happy with your lot. You've got more coming. Everything works out for you, and you know it's funny because I I know people who have applied manifesting, and the thing is the difference between Abraham and the secret is the secret is all about manifesting stuff, and Abraham is more about getting yourself into a vibration of living in a happy, positive way. A that mindset. Will, by default, bring you this happy stuff. So I wanted to talk about things that people have actually manifested. And specifically, like my my sister, um, she had been trying to get pregnant and it wasn't working out. And she had watched The Secret and she was like, right, I'm going to manifest myself a baby. She got herself a pyramid and every day on the train, she would hold this pyramid and she would say, um, she had this mantra and I don't actually remember the words. Anyway, she manifested a baby. And I remember telling my friend in London, like, oh, yeah, my sister said she manifested her baby. And my friend said, well, that's how I got my baby. And this girl could not be any further from, like, hippy-dippy ideas. But she said, yeah, I I wanted to manifest a baby because I'd been trying and wasn't really working out. And I specifically wanted a girl. And I... I asked, I believed, and I received. I got this girl baby. And I look in my own life because what people mainly want to manifest because law of attraction is is all about manifesting. And I know we've talked about Esther a lot because that's about vibrational feelings. And there's so much I haven't even talked about with Esther Hicks. You can't. You It's, it's too it, – it, the, the subject is so broad. But, you know – same friend who had uh, like the um, like the boyfriend problems. She was saying to me, "Oh, I have I need money. I'm really broke." And I said, "Right here you go. Here's a mantra: Money flows to me. Say it every day. Money flows to me." Not joking. Within a couple of days, she was sending me this flood of texts. Oh my god, this this job just came through. The highest paid I've ever been paid. Money flows to me. The next day. The client didn't turn up, but I got paid anyway. Plus, they gave me a tip for being so understanding. Money flows to me. Nice. I got text after text after text. And this happened to me as well because I started saying money flows to me. And within days, I was getting all bits of weird money coming from out of the blue. Money flows to me. I told my sister, start saying money flows to me. 
she called me up. I just got this bonus that I wasn't even really entitled to, like thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh my money goodness. flows to me. And then she's like, this came to me and this came to me and money flows to me because this is what people always ask Esther Hicks about and Abraham. How do I get more money? Part of wanting more money, it's like, well, do you want money or do you want the experiences that you will have from having all that money? Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to focus on. Is it really because you want a big house or is it because you want this or that? And, And actually, a lot of what Esther Hicks says is you have to... Feel happy knowing that it's in your vortex. Everything's coming to you, but you've got to feel happy without it. So if you're relying on feeling happy only once you get that big house, you're never going to get the big house because you're not in a vibrational state to get the big house because you're miserable because you don't have the big house or the relationship or the good job or whatever it is that you want. There are people out there who don't have access to anything, like not even a roof over their heads. How do we help those people? How do they end up getting what they deserve? And that's not to be sleeping rough and being beaten up overnight or sleeping in a park in minus two degrees, you know? I think Esther Hicks would say, you can't help them. They have to help themselves. They have to put themselves in a mindset of wanting to change. I would like to think that people who are vibrationally on that higher disc or heading towards it would maybe stop not necessarily give that person a sandwich or a pound coin, but just look at them because all they want is to be noticed. All they want is to not feel like they don't exist. Because people they want the sandwich and the money as well. Well, no, but people. <laughs> no, I think when you're homeless, the worst thing of of anything is that people just don't look at you like you're another human being. That's yeah. the big thing. People yeah. won't look at you because they don't want you to ask them for money. They don't want you yeah. to ask them for a sandwich or look, sit there going, "Oh, please," you know. They hate that, so they ignore, yeah. ignore, ignore, and that infuriates me yeah they might be a drug addict yeah they might be an alcoholic whatever but Mm. and I don't know why I've suddenly feel really strongly about this and I need to add this to the podcast at the very end but I I just feel guilty I think I feel guilty because it is Christmas and we're sitting in these nice warm houses talking about these manifestations of things that we want and I do understand that the secret is one thing and that the source is another and I like the idea of... It's all connected, though. Like yeah, of Sigrid course. And, and Abraham's just shades of the same thing. And the Action for Happiness movement as well, which is monks and neuroscientists. They're, mm-hmm. the, they're the people who started Action for Happiness. And it's to, mm-hmm. in order to get people from all walks of life out of their mindsets, enable, to be able to enable them to help themselves. There are a lot of lonely people out there as well, Michelle, people who do have homes and they've got no one to talk to right now, especially. I mean, loneliness is... A killer. Through the source and through Abraham and through the secret or whatever you choose to use, you're trying to get yourself on a different vibrational path, one that's not bothered by petty things like an egg falling on the floor or getting your next pound or whatever. You're becoming a better person with it. And that way, then you see the people around you and you're able to share your gift like Nina, who has this gift. And by the way, she feels that everybody has it inherently, that we are born with this gift of healing, this energy within us. That's why the source, Abraham, whatever you call it, spoke to her. She was like, that's what I've got. I, I've got direct access to this and that's what I'm using to help people. It's what I've got and I give it. But she also thinks and knows in herself that you can do it, I can do it, everybody can do it. And she's, she's always saying to me, think about when your child falls over and hurts themselves. All that makes them feel better 
is for you to touch it, you kiss it better, you hold them, they're better. Yeah. And that's yeah. through the energy that you're giving them, the healing energy. You know, it's all about your mindset. For me, I think it is different to law of attraction. Law of attraction is all about what you put out. And and the basis of that is if you're putting out negative vibes, you're going to get neg, neg vibes back. If you make the manifestation the condition of what's going to make you happy, you're never going to get it. It's like I said before, like if if you think I'm oh, I'm never going to be happy until I get the relationship, the relationship's not going to come because you're not happy. Yeah. Oh, I totally so, believe that. You need so to work on yourself first. If you're not happy on your own, you're not going to be happy in a relationship with anyone. No, of course not. Yeah, so I think, you know, it's there are there are some differences and and of course, you know, I feel empathy to to people who are in worse situations than me. Of course I do. But I'm I'm human. I think about myself. I think about God. I've I need I need to make myself happy in order to be able to to spread that happiness to others. And I think this is the message of of Abraham. It's good advice for everyone. I think absolutely, no matter how you can get it, whether yeah. it's you know it's not necessarily through the Abraham message because it's obviously fed through to a lot of different things, like you said, like my my monks and neuroscientists who do the action for happiness and. Dalai Lama, you know, other people, church possibly, I don't know because I don't go to church, but I'm sure they, they spread a similar message, especially one that's it's spiritual, isn't it? It is. And I, I think I just want to quickly touch also on this idea from... Touch Victor. it. Touch, touch this my dear. That it's, you know, people focus on, on the end point of getting what they want, mm. but... Part of what Esther Hicks says is you have to enjoy the journey. Oh, the journey, absolutely. That's it's what I'm all going about to say. the journey. That's what's fun. That's what's exciting because we all know that once you get the big job, you get the job. Well, then you have to go to work. Yeah. Then you have to do the job. <laughs> you know, and that's not the fun bit. The that fun sucks. bit is wanting it. Yeah. And and it's you know the idea of the relationship. Oh, I really want a relationship. But I then you got to iron his underpants and smelly spots. Yeah. Then you've got all the all the shit that Smelly morning breath. So, yeah. You know, you have to enjoy the journey because once you get it, that's not the end of the journey because we all know that once we get the big house, the relationship or whatever, then you focus on the new thing that you want. So you have to enjoy Wouldn't it be great to just not want to just not want stuff? Just be. Wouldn't it be great to be that kind of person? Yeah. And I think that that is It's tiring. Oh, well, that's the sort, that's probably the very essence of source energy. Just be happy. Just yeah. be. That's it. Happy, happy. Joy, joy. Joy, joy. Joy to the Christmas. world. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's even vaguely interested, just give Esther a listen. Be aware that the lang her language is a bit weird. She is kind of funny, but it can, it's not for everyone. But mm. if you, if anything resonates, just give it a listen. And then I'd love to hear from anyone like Facebook, Facebook us and give us your, uh, Give us your ideas of what you think about Esther or the secret or anything that's happened to you. If you've manifested anything, I'd love to know. <laughs> oh, anyway. cheers, Michelle. It's been great chatting today and I'm glad to hear all that stuff. And I'm going to start putting my uh, money flows to me mantra money into practice. Money. And honestly, I want to hear from anyone who starts saying money flows to me. I want to hear your money stories. So excited for everyone. Let's do it now. Money, money flows to me. Money flows to me. Money flows to me. Money flows to me. It's jumping. Drop it, 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 drop it
eavesdropping, eavesdropping, dropping, 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 